welcome to Shooting the Breeze, in our first live pod for Series 6. We're live from the National Convention Centre in Canberra. It's the UC Caps versus Townsville Fire on Sunday the 10th of December. Despite a tech hiccup, we're able to get most of our pre-game chat before tonight's live call. Big thanks to UC Caps weekly commentator Michelle Hocking and legendary AIS coach Phil Brown for joining us tonight. Yeah, I, I, I feel, I don't know what you think. I, I think the game last night, I think that Southside are a team that once they get on a roll, there is very little you can do to stop them. You look at the, the size that they've got, they're very hard matchup for most teams because they've got Russell, they've got um, Jackson, they've got Carly Ernst, they've got players who not only are big and can go inside, but they can stretch the floor extremely well as well. And I think that, um, and we saw it when the Caps played them in that first round where they went down by quite a significant margin. We just could not battle against those bigs and I think when you're in that situation um, that it's regardless of the talent you have on the floor mm. you can't counter it and it's just too hard to, to come back so I think for Bendigo that that result last night um, probably is a reflection more on Southside than on Bendigo but I do agree that they've had some games that they probably should have got over they, sh- they should be a little bit further up the ladder yeah but yeah to be fair as as you said this about Southside that's a serious amount of depth on their bench. Oh, yes. They've got every spot covered. I mean, if you you look at their um, their roster, and Phil and I were talking about it before, it's not just their their bigs that they have. I mean, their guard rotations. You're starting a, a Maddie um, Maddie Rochi, who's having a, an excellent season, as she did last season as well. And then you've got Lelaney Mitchell coming in to back her off up in the point spot. Um, so. You know, the depth and, and the different looks that they can get with that as well. Um, you know, they, they are a very, very tough um, match-up. And, you know, Beck Cole, well, you know, there's experience in that group as well. Yeah, and hasn't she come on this season? Like, stepping into stepping into that, that role as the captain, she's just absolutely come come on fire. Mm. Yeah, I think, I think it, when you ask it, First, to look at the quality of the Australians on your roster. Yeah. Uh, across all the, each team. Yeah. And, and you, but then look at not only the quality of those Australian players, but the experience of those players. And, and I'm sure we'll touch on that tonight because you look at this quality of Australian players out here, mm. but the experience factor is significantly different between these two teams. Um, and that's not to say that necessarily that, you know, Canberra's shown they can compete, no doubt about that. But I think when you look at, secondly, look at the quality of the Americans' imports on each team, then it starts to, on paper, the rosters start to separate a little bit. And I think, you know, use the example of Sydney. Yeah. Okay, there. So you look at their Australian content, it's pretty strong. But you got three, you got two well-established Opals, one yep. being the captain in Tess Madgen, Kayla George, and... Um, uh, uh, Nicholson. Nicholson, who's in the Opals squad and, you know, pressing for a Paris Olympic spot, you know, there. And so, and then, but then you look at the American imports and you say they're, they're decent. Don't get me wrong. They're decent players. But when you compare the, the American imports to other rosters, then the, to me, there's some separation. Yeah. And similarly with Bendigo, you look at and say, yes, a Kelsey franchise player in a Kelsey Griffin, an aging player that can still 
put up the numbers, yeah. but she's going to need some help. Yeah. And right now, she's not getting enough help, particularly from the American imports on that team. Yeah, and that's that brings up the other point, which is, you know, your import, you expect your imports to be impact players. But as, as we, you know, we mentioned before, yeah, you've got, um, you've got, for example, here, you've got Monica Okoya, and, you know, I know during this season, um, there have been some games where she's been a little bit quiet, but then when she does come on fire, she'll drop them from anywhere on the court. That's yeah. right. Yeah, and, and, you know, getting back to the flies, uh, the depth, the third third element yeah. is, is the depth you've got. And you look at some of the players that are playing, starting in, in uh, at clubs, would they ask the question, would they start in any other team? And I think, you know, that's so that's one question. But you, getting back to the flies as one example, and you've got Beck Cole, um, and and uh, Rochi starting, yep. and then you've got an Olympian, two-time Olympian in Lelaney Mitchell, uh, and an American import in Dickey coming off the bench. So yeah. the depth they've got in that in that spot is incredible. And then, as Michelle said, you've got um, Mercedes Russell, who's the best big defensive player in the league at this point in time. Mm. And then you've got, obviously, LJ. Yep. And you've got uh, Carly Ernst, who's now a veteran in the league. So they've got incredible depth in across a number of spots there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think, um, look, as in over the next few rounds particularly, I think we're going to start seeing a bit of a shakeout of those those clubs that are really starting to get, to, get their teams to gel. Um, but I do want to spend a couple of minutes, you know, talking about the Caps for a second because... Look, I'm going to say that their position on the ladder, I don't think, really reflects um, the performances that they've put in. Um, you know, and, and uh, it's heartbreaking, really. <laughs> yeah, but it is it is a young team, so there's a lot of lot of potential, um, and they're certainly taking it to an awful lot of teams. So. It's like, when are these guys just going to get that? Well, they need one. Yeah. You know, they, they really do. And you're right, they're an extremely young team. When you look at look at the roster, I mean, almost you're looking at, well, Beck Pizzi, it's like Bunton and Beck Pizzi are probably the two most experienced players in this league, and neither of them are suiting up today. We haven't had Pizzi all season. Uh, Bunton's been out pretty much for the last four weeks. Um, Potter's been in and out. So you have that disruption along with the, you know, the level of inexperience. Even our imports, we've got a second-year league player import in Munger and then we've got Monica with her first um, year in the in the competition. And, and then you've got Jade. Like, she's our most experienced, next most experienced, and she's played 50 games, I think, and, you know, she's 20 years old. So... I think they've been incredibly competitive. Um, I've liked what I've seen. I like the style that they're playing. I like what Billy's trying to do with them, and and they just need to get a win. Um, they haven't been, uh, with the exception of the Southside game that we went down by here, we've been in every game. We took Melbourne, who's on top, to you know OT a yeah. couple of weeks ago. Yeah, look, I think I, I agree. I think... Um, it gets harder. Yeah. When you're not winning yeah. um, because you're trying to rebound each time and keep the positivity and the attitude right. And um, and I think you know the coaching staff 
uh, Coach Field's done a terrific job with that, mm. supported by Paul Gorris, um, to, to keep keep it positive. Keep, you know, they, they obviously talk about the process like every, every sporting team uh, there, but um, it does get hard uh, when you're coming so close. But they're gritty. Uh, they're, they're definitely together. You can see they're together. Um, you know, I think the culture is good. Um, but the experience is huge. The difference in age and experience and giving up. Yeah. And you just got to look at their opponents tonight. Uh, they're in Whitcomb, you know, Ruth, um, uh, Kunick, and then now they bring in Amanda Zahui B, yeah. um, who's 30 years old. So there's four players, impact players that are in their 30s for the for Townsville versus a camera team that are relying on. 25-year-olds and 22-year-olds, 20, and so they're giving up a lot of w, you know, game experiences uh, there. So, but having said that, you know, it is a talented roster, Canberra. But in my opinion, and I'm sure we'll touch on this, and they're missing one or two pieces. Yeah. You know, sure the injuries haven't helped, but even if they had their full roster, I would still say they're missing a couple of pieces. To, to make them a you know a, a championship caliber team, yeah, yeah. I, I think you're right, Phil. They um they need those pieces just to enable players like a Sharpie to take some of the pressure off of a Sharpie, take a bit of the pressure off of Jade, and let them play with a, a bit more um a freedom is how I describe it. You know, yeah. um they need they need a big. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, they Fowler. I think she's been an absolute find. I think she's a, a great find. She's been doing an excellent job, but she's carrying a lot of load. And, you know, she's going 40 minutes a game against pretty good quality big players. It's hard. Well, yeah, if you look at the the, the bigs in the league on each team and, you know, where – and obviously, you know, Button being injured, it, it doesn't help. And obviously busy in that rotation – doesn't help uh, their cause, but the reality is, you know, as we, there's some really outstanding bigs in the league, and you know, and something like the Flyers, they've got two, arguably yeah. three outstanding bigs. So, you know, they, it, which makes it really challenging defensively, but also offensively, because we just don't have that inside presence to be able to move the defense, uh, you know, and and distort the defense to open up scoring opportunities. Um, they were very reliant uh, on the perimeter game, um, you know, which, which has been really, really good. And, and I agree. I think Fowler's overachieved. I mean, you know, uh, you know, Alex Sharp has been playing, you know, double. She's yeah. good for a double double every game. Um, she's just rebounding well beyond her size and and so on there. And, and so their efforts are terrific. There's no doubt about it. Their efforts have been terrific, but they're they're undermanned, you know, in terms of. You know what other other clubs have uh, on their yeah. rosters, and it makes the scout a bit easier for the opposition, doesn't it, Phil? You know, you kind of know you shut. You got to go. You got to do something about Jade because she generates so much offensively off of her penetration, and you got to you know keep Sharpie under control. Mm. You know, they're the two things that you start with, and then the rest of it. So if you can get that, whereas if you look at the team down the other end of the floor, yeah. you know, you've got Steph Reed, you've got Sammy Wickham, you've got to worry about it. Kuzo has been in awesome form this season. So, and Koenig, like Koenig's back in our league and she's been pretty dominant. I think she's oh, she in top scoring or something. So, you know. Yeah. And, you know, you could see the, the experience that she gained over in Europe 
translating to her performances here in Australia. Yeah. Al's just been absolutely on fire this yeah. season. Absolutely. Yeah, so, um, yeah, look, I think the Caps, um, you know, heartbreaker again on, on Friday night going down by two. And all of our games have been, I think we've had a 12-point loss to Townsville last time when we played them up in Townsville. But everything else has been single-digit except for that south side. Yeah, and I think that also reflects the point around inexperience. Um, you've got to be able to execute down the stretch. And if you look at last night's game, Sydney were able to execute better yeah. coming down the stretch in the last two or three minutes than Canberra. Both had, you know, equal opportunities. And that's, to some degree, that's just, that's experience, knowing the, the type of shot you need to take, um, making the extra pass, just being able to execute when, it's, when the heat is on. Yeah. So what should we be looking for in this game coming up? Because, um, you know, you've got the Fire who are sitting second on the ladder coming into you. That being said, given the performances for the Caps, anything's possible. Uh, who do you think are the players that we should be looking out for? For Tan Wickham, for my mind, is... Uh, you know, she just controls so much. So yep. whoever gets that matchup is is really going to be key in terms of trying to kick the ball out of her hands and not let her get into any sort of rhythm in the game. Um, you know, the challenge we have here is you've got to match up on with Command Reed. So who do you put Jade on? Uh, do you start small and, and, and just gamble on the fact that you're just going to have to scramble and switch everything on Akuzo? Um, and then Kunick's the other... Team matchup, which I think we'll go to yeah. Well, there's no doubt. Reed and Whitcomb drive Townsville. Yeah. Now, Cusso's the leading scorer in having a breakout season, doing it really, really well. Um, and uh, she's a different challenge than Kayla George was last night. So Kayla's not comfortable, not super comfortable playing inside mm. and just playing, you know, sitting on the low post and going to work back to basket. She would prefer to play on the perimeter and pick and pop, set a screen and pop rather than roll to the basket. She can roll, but that's not her preferred option. Mm. Tonight, that's a different challenge. Akuso will set big, tough, hard screens, and she will roll, dive to the basket and post up deep uh, in the lane, which is going to create real problems mm. for, the, for the Caps. So, it's a, as Michelle said, it's the matchups with Reed and Whitcomb. How do we can? How does Canberra contain those two? Because uh, not only are they uh, can score, and particularly Wicku, but Reed Reed can score as well. She's she's tough off the dribble, and she can her three point shot is greatly improved. Um, you know, but they they've, they're both in the top six, I think, in assists in the league. Yeah, they, so they can create. They create. So when you start to collapse uh, on on their dribble penetration. You've, the issue you've got is you've got Kunek and and, uh, and and others spotting up on the perimeter that can knock down threes. I mean, they lead the league. Uh, Townsville lead the league in three-point shooting percentage at 38%. So you've got to def- – it's not just defending a Kusa. You've got to defend the three-point line as well. Yeah, and, and I think, like, when we talk about the Caps, I think 
Gemma Potter had her first game back on Friday night, and I think she did an excellent job, particularly defensively. She really got in there and niggled, so she was quite disruptive defensively, and she started to find a little bit of rhythm offensively as well. So I think if, if she can continue to build... Um, her game and and we can find her and give her the right opportunities i think she's a really nice addition into the group um obviously jade jade needs to look to score um and 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 create scores for others but you know she's going to be she's going to be working hard all game because you've got the players down the other end of the floor that can really match up well with jade and and make her life very difficult so so do you think that the speed that canberra plays at could factor into this because they they do seem to play a really fast game, faster than most of the other other teams tend to do. You think that might have a bit of an impact on this on this game? Well, they're going to try to you know be disruptive defensively, and and they've done a great job last uh, on the in the city game of establishing their defensive disruption and pressuring and defending the ball screens and dribble handoffs very effectively. And I think they, they need to establish that. They can't get outworked by the, the Townsville fire. They need to, at the minimum, meet or exceed uh, the intensity of the fire, which is easier said than done because they do, uh, you know, bring good energy uh, Townsville when they play. But if Canberra could get into their running game at, for, and, and uh, create steals and deflections and get into their running game um, and get some uh, some transition looks and transition baskets, that's going to be a key for them. Yeah, and the other thing that we're not we haven't really touched on yet is there's also the issue yes. the coaches. Uh, you got Kristen Bell and Shannon Seaboom sitting there, and there's a lot of experience. What do you think that? as coaches they're going to be looking at in, in, in regards to this game? Um, yeah, look, I think you're right. But, uh, it's interesting. You know, Shannon Seabom, I think he's an, an exceptional coach. He's been in the league a few years now um, and has done does a really good job of, of having his system and having players know exactly what their role is in that system and, and finding a role for everyone. Um, and I think Ville is very much the same. I think she, she finds the best in all of her players. She doesn't have quite the same league experience coaching that Shannon does and, and doesn't have the depth. So I think, you know, Ville's game plan is obviously going to be to play at pace. Um, but I think what she'll be looking for and, and be disruptive defensively, as Phil's talked about, but I think what she'll be asking the girls to do is, is to understand the tempo a little bit they play at pace and sometimes they they don't know how to slow the pace at the right time. So I think it's uh, it okay. to me will be low vision key in this game. And we're starting to get loud as the uh, as the caps come out onto the floor, led by Captain Jay Melbourne. And the other thing that we don't always take into account is the impact that the crowd has on the team, and especially down here in Canberra, because you know this is a this is a, a crowd that is always coming out and giving 110 percent to the team. And the same, to be honest, at home in town, the Townsville, they're the same as well. Both these teams have really good home crowds, and um, it's great to see the crowd here still 
you know, you could move to some clubs if you went 7-0, and 0, uh, sorry, 0-7, oh uh, you wouldn't be having crowds turn up, but they get great support from the local community and you know, they come out every week and, and they are, the girls talk about it all the time, they really are like this sixth man on the bench and they, they ride the highs and they ride the lows and, uh, yeah, they're no, really important. Uh, yeah. Community. Fireworks and all, Paul. I don't Fireworks think we had those last year, no. were you? <laughs> no, no, you did. <laughs> I mean... I've got to also say, before this, this game gets underway, um, I've noticed a lot of a lot of the games uh, that I've been there's some games that they don't do the national anthem anymore. Yeah, I think I don't think it's a requirement for the national anthem to be done anymore at the in the WNBL, and some do and some don't. So um, I guess each to their own. They decide how they how they want to go with that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'd like to. Uh, it's it's one of those things that surprises me because I think it's, you know, I think it's a good thing, you know, to have the have the national anthem before a game. It just sort of gets gets the crowd together, uh, gets gets people kind of focused. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm surprised that they don't have it as a requirement. Mm, yeah, I think yeah. they changed this year. I thought it was a requirement, but I haven't really paid that much attention, but. Being a national league, yeah, um, you know, it's probably uh, come from the American because you know they have a, you know, with the NFL, NBA, they uh, they always have because it's a national league. They'll have the uh, US national anthem played yeah. before each game. So we're getting close. It's four minutes and some seconds before we get underway here. Um, What's what's your uh, what's your forecast? I think that um, you can be I, controversial. I, I if can you be want. controversial. I, yeah. I want the Caps to win. I'm just going to say I want the Caps to win. Uh, I've got my t-shirt on. Yeah. You know, when Caps are on screw. I've been around this club for a very long time, so um, I'd love to see the girls get a win this afternoon. I think they can really take it at them. I think they've got a chance to, um, but Townsville are a, a very big ask, and you know they'll have to do everything they possibly can and uh, a little bit more, I think, Phil, to to get across the line against this quality Townsville lineups. Yeah, I think when you look, if you just look at the statistics. <laughs> It's very demoralising for a Canberra supporter <laughs> because Townsville basically lead in nearly every statistical category 
and Canberra, uh, you know, are down um, on most of them in comparison. But having said that, Canberra playing at home, uh, hopefully more settled. But I, I, my gut feel, given the physicality of the Sydney Flames game on Friday, that that's going to play, uh, have an impact on this game where Townsville, although they've been on the road for a week, uh, they haven't returned home. That, but I think they've had a lot more rest time. Yeah, recovery. Uh, they, recovery time where Canberra have had the 48 hours. So I think that's going to impact. So it'll be interesting. You know, I still think Canberra need to find one or two other players to, to be more impactful yeah. in their rotation for them to um, really uh, impose on opponents at this point in the season. Yeah. And I think, Paul, if you want controversy, I think are the crowd going to be uh, as vocal in their support of the referees tonight as they were on Friday night? <laughs> they didn't like them a lot on Friday night. Different crew, different crew tonight. So we'll see what happens, hey? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it, it, it is one of those things that, that the crowds definitely tend to uh, make their opinions known about. Uh, but, uh, okay, so the uh, the starting five for the UC Caps is Jade Melbourne, Alex Sharp, Fowler, Munger and Akoya. And Townsville are bringing in Kunek, Reed, Kuso, Whitcomb and Root. This is going to be an interesting opening session, I think. Yeah, it will. So um, it'll be interesting too, I think, just to see how much they pay, play Zowie B. So I think she's been in the country about a week, yeah. I think, or so. So uh, we'll see what kind of uh, court time she gets. But, yeah, I think looking at the starting groups, you know, um, obviously Fowler's going to have to go to Akuzo. Um, and uh, I think Sharpie will probably go to um, Munger might. Sharpie or Munger might go to um, Kunik. Phil, what would you do in that situation? Yeah, probably... Well, I, it's interesting because Canberra switch a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't think that's going to be overly concerning for Canberra because of the style of play they do defensively. They do switch a lot. Um, and so uh, I think what we're going to see is probably the fire moving the ball and looking to attack mismatches uh, there. And, and they're, they're pretty disciplined. They're well yeah. coached, as we spoke about, uh, to really look at those uh Creates some mismatches now. Canberra, it's they're not they're not that easy to attack because they're so long. Even from yeah. Jade Melbourne, who can guard a bigger uh, player, um, and then all the way through to you know Potter coming off the bench, they can rotate that very well. But um, so it'll be interesting how they initially match up. But I think the you know Jade's going to have a work cut out with Reed because Reed's just so low to the ground and so quick. Yeah, so that's not going to be easy, even trying to use her length. Um, and, and Jade played, I don't know, 37, 38 minutes on Friday. She's going to be up for another big game here, chasing Reed around for a lot of the game. What's your pick, Paul? Oh, look. <laughs> I actually, to me, I, don't, I can't pick this one because, like you said, Townsville's been on the road. Canberra, they're playing at home. They desperately want this win. And the one thing I remember seeing at the back end of that that game as we get underway, so I'll pass it over to you, Michelle. That's right. So Caps have come up with the first possession. Oh, and a quick turnover. Munger just uh, wayward pass there, and Sammy Whitkin comes up with it. 
Townsville getting themselves organised and gone straight into Akuza on the post there. Looking for the open three and she knocks it down, Phil. Second turnover for the Caps. I have to take those out of the game. Nice finish from Sammy Whitcomb there, just yeah, taking yeah. the basket off of the off of the turnover and going hard and using her body, riding the contacts. Definitely not the start that Bailey would have wanted. No, that's for sure. Melbourne looking to attack Akuzo. Does a great job and a nice finish on that. So it's five two fire ins from nine minutes to go in the first. Trinity hasn't quite got her eye in there. <laughs> no, but, you know, positive start for Townsville, though. They executed very well in their first set and then obviously getting another steal. And uh, so, it's, yeah, Canberra need to settle down here and get the ball through hands and get a good look. Some Munger flashing hard and Melbourne looking to attack. It's a foul of six of screen. Steph Reed's been called with a first foul. And in some ways, Phil, I think that's one of the things that, um, you know, we, Canberra needs to do is to actually attack and see if we can get some fouls on Townsville and make force them to go into their bench a bit more and get some rotations as Sharpie clears some space. Well, yeah, that, that, that's... That's where Canberra potentially have some mismatches against Reed and Whitcomb. Uh, there because of their fouls. Well, that reverse from Whitcomb. Yeah, just. That was just poetry. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> just a mistimed pass there. Yeah, so uh, Jade penetrated hard and put a Kuzo to the floor. That's a big ask. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> strong girl. And uh, another turnover for the Cats, so not getting a, a shot off in the possession. Oh, too much space for Whitcomb. You can't give her that much room. No, it's right. Nice find from Sharp into Fowler down low. Just can't finish it. Pretty tough under there. Well, uh, interesting matchup there between Fowler and Kunick. Fowler from the corner. She's been good from the three-point range this season, Fowler. She's first in the percentage on three-point, so missed that one. So hopefully she'll knock some down as we get into the game. There's Reed coming off a, she talked about, a Cuso pick. Finds Ruth in the corner. She knocks down three. That's one part of the game that she's developed a lot, Michaela Ruth, is a three-pointer. Yeah. I just love the way Steph can create space for herself. You know, she just hezzies, change of pace, goes at it again, finds a body, creates some space. It's good. Coyer inside. Doesn't drop. Townsville had it again, and Wickham's. Controlling hard. Oh. Ooh. Now that's. A very rare mistake there from Alice Koenig. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit of miscommunication on that pass. 
you could see Phil then that Acuso had recognised she had that mismatch down in the post and that's where they were going, trying to change the angle to, to feed her, but um, not successful. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Fowler again from range. Yeah. And that's where that's where Townsville will be challenged with Acuso. Um having to fend out in the three-point line. Mm -hmm. That's what Alex Fowler brings. She's got a three-point range. She can put it on the floor. She's very good rolling out of the pick and roll when you set a screen and roll to the basket. Yep. She's got great footwork and great hands. Great rebound there by Sharp. Yeah, she's been really good for us on the board. Yeah. She's been, as we said, double-double most games as she takes the basket hard and unfortunately couldn't convert it, but... Uh, but to see them looking, being aggressive and, and going at it. Considering the physicality from that game just a couple of nights ago, uh, they're pretty pretty interesting in the way they're going at it. Yeah, well, they've got nothing to lose, Paul. You've got to give it everything, right? Yep. Oh. Sharp couldn't make that three, and uh, Townsville come up with the board, and they're going back at it. It's been pretty up and down so far in the first few minutes. Gonna... They're making it hard for Townsville under the basket. Yeah. Oh, nice defence. Mm. A little unfortunate there. Very for unfortunate. Ball. I thought she did a great job, Fowler, to move her feet and uh, and and read that that Whitfield wanted to go on her right hand and mm. penetrate, and she anticipated that well, but unfortunately pulled a block on that. Mm. We see Potter come into the game for mm. Mungo. So it's interesting because uh, on Friday Potter came in for uh, a career. Yeah. And um, and as you mentioned earlier in the broadcast, she was guarding Kayla George very, very well. Yeah. So they've got uh, this is versatility because Potter's on Whitcomb now. Um, so it looks like they're going to tag team a little bit to keep the pressure on Whitcomb. Yeah. Exactly right. And we see Zowie B has just made her. Her way onto the court for her first minutes in the WNBL. So we'll see uh, what she brings. Lots of experience. <laughs> yes, yes, she's played uh, in the WNBA and I think at college and Europe. Europe as well, yeah. yeah. Mm. We'll see Steph Reed just pick up a foul. Yeah, that's her second. That's right. Coach Seabone's going to make that sub, as you would. Yes. That's and, but a, what a sub to bring in. Arguably one of the better six players in the league the oh, last yeah. few years in Woods, um, who's I think he's been a terrific player for Townsville coming in. He's done a great uh, job. Yeah. Let's see Potter looking to attack the basket. Been called for a travel. So Townsville will get the ball back. It's 10-7, fire up. Um, you know, the number of, I guess, possessions where Canberra haven't actually got a shot off, it's, uh, it's not a bad position to be in, Phil. But Canberra are working very hard out of the uh, dribble handoffs mm. and the ball screens. They're looking to fight over. They've switched a couple of times when they've uh, had to, but they're really staying out, fighting over on those ball screens and not giving space for those uh, Townsville fire shooters to get 
to get open space to, to, to shoot the threes. That's right. I think Melbourne was very unlucky with that shot. Yeah, we oh, there we there go. go. Zowie B with her first WNBL points. Yep. <laughs> Another turnover. Canberra. I think they're um, they're obviously one of the teams that make more turnovers than than most others. And some of that's to do with the pace they play at and. Uh, um, you know, some of that inexperience, it's something they probably need to tighten up a little bit, Phil. Yeah, they need to, to, to balance that, that up-tempo, uh, early transition game uh, when the opportunities arise with understanding when the opponents have got numbers back and they need to get into the half court and be patient. Um, that's where they've struggled at times, is being patient to get the ball through hands. Mm. Mr Townsville... Uh, can score on that one. Zowie B is not afraid to step out and take the shot from range. It looks like Canberra are going to rotate their bench more frequently <laughs> as you would today, given the physicality of Friday night's game against Sydney Flames. A nice job from Dave Clark. It's a great way for the young player to step on the floor and she did a good job with her poise in the paint there, Phil. She, you know, just got the player up in the air and yeah, she's she's a, a rookie in the in the in the WNBL, obviously with Canberra coming out of the COE, uh, Perth Junior, um, Australian under nineteen representative. Uh, yeah, great athlete, long, moves well, good skill set. Uh, I think she's going to be in the league for a long time. Yeah, definitely. So it's pretty tight here. Twelve nine with the fire up with three minute, three and a bit minutes to go. So we see Michaela Ruth take the shot from the perimeter and it's a foul called on the rebounding. Yeah. Quite sure who that was on from here, was it? It's on foul. That's her second foul. As yep. There as well. That's one of the things that's actually hurt the Capitals in some of those closer games is losing players with fouls or having to, um, you know, restrict the minutes. Um which is not unexpected with some of the matchups they have to. Yeah, well, particularly when they have to go, you know, with the injuries to, to Bunton and Pizzi, mm. um, they're, they're forced to go small ball. Um, so invariably you're going to get, you know, you're going to have yeah. to bring a real physical presence. So that's challenged. You're going to get some fouls through all that. Um, yeah. So we see Poya attacking the basket and couldn't make it, but Jada Clark comes up with a rebound and Canberra will get another opportunity. Just to take it. That's our who takes the long bomb. Doesn't drop. And Townsville are off and running again. Whoops. Sammy knew where she was throwing it, but Sally B wasn't quite yeah. ready for it. Just a couple of uncharacteristic turnovers by Whitcomb to start this game. And um, they're getting a little bit excited, I think, across the board. Both teams need to slow it down just a little bit compose themselves and take that extra second or two before taking the shot. Lovely pass. It's a nice move there from Gemma Potter in the back door. Clark did a great job to find her and finish it, so just waiting for the refs to have a conversation here, Phil. What are they going to call? What's going on? One quarter block and one quarter charge, so uh, I felt it was a block. Uh, The defence was inside the charge circle. Yeah. 
And that's the way it's been blown, so Potter yep. will go the line for the... So Potter's got an opportunity here to put the caps within two points. With two and a bit minutes to go. Crowd like it. <laughs> Was there ever any doubt? Yeah, that's right. So McDowell White's come onto the floor uh, for Townsville. As is Brown. Kuzo's back in there. And Corey, uh, some hit defensive pressure down in the post. Creates a turnover. And the Caps have come up with the ball. Potter's been called for another travel. It's been one of those, I think this season, referee-wise, I've noticed that they've called a lot of travels that they possibly wouldn't have in the past. And, and the other one is the um, offensive fouls, like the, on the screen situations. They seem to have a, a, what do they call it, an area of focus. Yeah, point of emphasis. Point of emphasis. Yeah, That's I used to cover that in the pre-season with all the coaches and the clubs and... and uh, it wasn't always consistently uh, reinforced during the season. No. It was, uh, Point of emphasis. Yes, name, but not yeah, summer. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we could say that now we're retired. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't be suspended or fined. Uh, oh, Jada Clark is a lovely driver. What a sweet job. Since she's really come in and yeah. given them a real, a real lift to the caps. Absolutely, and they've tied it up now. Caps would be pretty happy, you know. There's still a nice, nice find from Accuser then on McDowell White, who's cutting to the basket. Um, but the Caps would be happy, you know, to be in this position. We've got a minute to go in this quarter. If they can go in tied up, or even if a Gemma Potter three knocks down, it does, she doesn't. But Munger contested that rebound hard and unfortunately um, was called for the foul as Accuser went to the floor pretty hard. And that's the bonus. My apologies, it's not. It's only the fourth team foul. A good effort by Munger, though. I mm. think you know, that's how Canberra have been playing, and you know they, their efforts are just unquestionable. Yeah. You know, and Munger came from the left wing yeah. to the right side of the key to, to contest that rebound, which is terrific. And unfortunately, it's a foul, but the efforts are great. That's right. Tough um, screens there. And Woods knocks down another two. As you said, Phil, she's so handy and she does such a great job for them coming off of the bench. Yeah, she just quietly goes about her business. Yeah. You know, she's a very underrated player. Right. Listen, Munger. It's a move in the ball, trying to get a nice pass to. And Potter's out on the three point line. Yes! They need that. Puts him back to within one point. 25 seconds to go. And just turn over. Jen Potter's length again, disrupting that pass. Caps have got the opportunity here to get the last shot for the half. That's the quarter, sorry. Really interesting name. 
last play of the quarter and they go to the rookie. Oh, yeah, exactly. Isolate the rookie one-on-one. Well, and you know, she's been making a couple of nice isolation plays so far this quarter, so why not, hey? Yeah, no, she's, she's athletic and she she's uh, she absorbs, con- absorbs contact really well and got herself to the foul line for two free throws. So great, great job by uh, Jada Clark. Yeah, it's good. Makes the first to tie it up. So it's 4.3 seconds to go in this first quarter. It's 18 all. That's it by one now with Clark knocking down that power shot. And who are we going to, Phil? Well, we're trying to. Yeah, great. Great first quarter by the Caps. Got to say, yeah, look, fantastic for the Caps. They'll be happy. Uh, I think they've, it took them a few minutes to establish their style of play, but I think they've actually surprised Fire at the defensive end uh, in the way they're defending. Uh, then they're not switching as frequently. Only when they have to, they're fighting hard to get over the the, the screens and the dribble handoffs, so they stay matched up on their three point shoes. And they've really, I think, frustrated the fire to to a degree that they haven't had those uh, those looks from the three point line, which they normally are getting. Yeah, and I think I mean, you know, unusual. Jade Melbourne spent quite a bit on time off the bench, which I imagine too makes some changes for Townsville because you'd be going into this game saying, you know, for a bit of a focus on how are we going to contain Jade. She's sitting off the floor and you get a Jade Clark in and she's a different proposition. So um, it'll be interesting to see what adjustments Townsville will make. I imagine Jade will come back in and play more minutes, of course, but it's and Jade uh, Clark has done an excellent job when she came onto the floor. Yeah, and this is the point I was saying uh, saying at the beginning is that we need some some more, some additional contributors to the Caps to be successful. We just can't rely on Jade Melbourne and Alex Sharp to be able to get 20 plus points and, and carry the group. And, and that's not being disrespectful to the others like Alex Fowler who's been a very good player. Yep. Um, you know, Munga works super, super hard out there. Um, but someone like Jada Clark coming in and contributing what she did in that first quarter is going to it's going to help their cause tremendously, I think, there. And I should say that Kuyo was quite good as well. I don't think she's, she necessarily scored, but she's working hard defensively on Akuso um, and, and brought a physical presence. Um, and so, yeah, at, the, at this point in time, a quarter time, you've got to be pretty happy with the use of the Caps contributors and, and where they sit. Obviously, being one up is... Uh, at the end of the first quarter was great. Yeah, absolutely, Phil. And I think what's interesting is that, you know, in terms of turnovers, the two like Townsville have got five and we've got six, which you would expect in a normal game situation that a Townsville group will be, you know, um, a little bit more careful with the ball, I guess, and shooting percentages looking uh, a little down on what we expect probably from Townsville. Yeah, so they're normally around the 40, you know, uh, you know 48% from the from the combined threes and twos and and cameras about where they normally are there. But I think the point you mentioned the turnover, so obviously both teams would, be, would have discussed that. Just, yep. 
be able to take care of the ball because uh, that's you know both teams are on on course for 20 turnovers, so that's way too high way too many. Uh, to put yourself in the position to win there. And um, I, th- I think it'd be it'd be interesting to look at the fire and see if they start to to go inside a bit mm. more. They they didn't do a lot of that in that first quarter. Yeah, that's right. And I think Ruth had a relatively quiet quarter. She's this season so far, so they might, you know, as you said, inject her a bit more inside, get a bit more of that inside-outside as she steps up to the line and knocks down the first of a set of free throws. It will also be interesting whether Townsville has attacked Alex Fowler, who's back on yeah. with two fouls, and uh, get the Acuso more involved at the same time and put pressure on Fowler. Yeah. On that third foul, um, so it'll be because Canberra have gone to you know a, a group where they can pretty much switch across all yeah. five players. You see, Sharp take a three, can't make that one either. And the other player, of course, is Steph Reed, who's got two fouls as well. Whether Canberra look to attack her, nice strong finish there from uh, Woods again. <laughs> Played through the contact and and made the shot. It was a great pass. Yeah. yeah. Oh, awesome pass. Awesome pass from Dave Melvin. Fine. Sharp on that cut action. It's Wickham. In the hands of Acuso. So Wood's feeding it down into Michaela down in that low block. Now Phil, which you talked about. So that's good D by Canberra. Yeah. Really forced a poor shot out of Ruth then. So it's good. So if Manga can knock one down. She hasn't shot the ball as well as she normally does this season. Manga's not been able to knock him down with the consistency she had last year. I think at times she looks like she rushes the shot. I think she's actually got more space and time than she realises on that shot. She just tends to to, to release it way too quick. Really uncharacteristic turnover there from... Sammy Dickham, which resulted in a Canberra basket, and they're on. It's a good start from Canberra. They'd be happy with that. Yeah, I think there's some 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 danger signs for fire there, and I think that's why Coach Sam Seabone's gone for the early timeout in the second quarter to really to establish. Uh, I think they're clearly trying to go inside, but they're they're. They're playing into Canberra's hands to an extent down there because Canberra are really physical and they're not really adjusted to the physicality of Canberra and then now they're not getting matched up quickly in defensive transition. And Canberra's starting to expose, uh, you know, get players open and getting some good looks at the basket. Yeah. They haven't made all their shots, but uh, they're getting some good looks down this end here, Canberra. That's right. And as I just said, Stone had to go to an early timeout. He'd be pretty disappointed because they just came out for quarter time. And it would be all the things they've they talked about, surely, Phil, you know. So he wouldn't be too happy, I don't think, with his, with his girls at the moment. Yeah, no. All right, let's see if they make the adjustments coming out of the... I think the one thing that people don't actually realise is exactly how loud this stadium is. (laughs) Unless you've actually been here, you you really have no idea how loud it gets in here. (laughs) 
it will get and it does get loud. And if it's close at the end, I think we could be in trouble, Paul. No one will be able to hear anything we say. They may not want to hear it anyway. So you see caps have come out in their half court trap and then back into their two three zone for this possession. She's down in the post. Yeah, it's good offense by Townsville. Exposed that back line there with a smaller Alex Sharp trying to guard a Crusoe in the low post. Big, big challenge. See, pick and pop from Fowler couldn't make it that time. They're not bad looks, though, you no. know, because she's got to make a Kuzo have to play her out there. And if she can make one or two, that's going to really open up the drive and open up space around the basket. Stafried attacking the basket. Can't finish it. Gets the offensive rebound. As once again, Cameron needs to come down and see if they can come up with a, a score on this possession as Munger looks to attack the basket hard. Good job, and finishes it. Nice finish. Munger nearly went down on the way to that basket as well. Yeah, there was a bit of contact, wasn't there? Yeah. Was, uh, that would have been Steph Reed's third had that been blown too. So that would have been interesting, Paul. Yeah, it's great effort by Munger. Yeah, it's, uh... See Townsville getting that second effort in the rebound situation, get possession back. It confines Akuzo on the pick and roll. Easy two points, that. <laughs> Fowler, the high post. Cambridge get a little stagnant at times offensively. We see Jade making a nice penetration, but couldn't finish it again. Tough finish. Very tough finish by Whitcomb there going through her left, back onto the right hand, little floater fading sideways. And mm -hmm. Tough shot. Canberra have got possession again with Sharpie looking to attack the basket. Finds Fowler on a lovely pass, but she was unable to finish it in. A little bit unlucky not to draw the foul there. Yeah. It's certainly physical under the basket. It's, uh... Townsville are definitely looking to feed the ball into Acuso now. You can see it's a... And she finds Whitcomb on the three but can't find it. That's definitely been more of a focus, hasn't there, Phil, coming out of the quarter-time break. Sharpie looking to attack Ruth on the dribble. Well, the other area with Canberra that is concerning is that there's all five players and just running back on a shot. No one's crashing the O-glass. Offensive boards are going to be important here, getting second efforts. And conversely, Townsville, they've got at least two on the offensive boards each time. Wow. Steph Reed used her body well then and got herself to the basket for another two and fire out by, uh, I think that might be five points actually. Yep, 25-30. Yep. Halfway through the the first, uh, uh, through the second quarter. I think, you know, um, Whitcomb is starting to have more of an influence on the game. She's really starting to, you know, she was... 
uncharacteristic in giving the ball over early in that game, but she's really starting to, you know, just impact. It might not be her scoring, but she's creating and facilitating for the others. And, and Steph Reed as well, I think, you know, she's got those two hours fouls, but now she's got that out of her system. She's back into it a bit more. Yeah. But one of the challenges for Campbell after is that once Townsville starting to go to these on-ball screens using a two-second rolling hard to the basket is that Canberra had to rotate behind that. Invariably, that leaves Whitcomb open out of the rotations, and she's had two good looks. Fortunately, they haven't dropped, but Tansville getting on the O glass quite well, particularly Steph Reed. She's in there finding on the O glass. Canberra needs to tighten up on their boxing out and uh, making sure they know where the shooters are and not giving any easy opportunities to the fire or second opportunities to the fire. Yeah. And and we talked earlier about, Phil, you mentioned the fact that Canberra needs more contributors. I mean, you look at Townsville, Alex Kunick has yet to score in this game, you know, but they're still leading by five points and they're getting contributions out of Woods and, you know, Wickham and Reed, and, and that's kind of, I guess, one of the differences that, that you mentioned earlier in the in the call. Yeah, it's it's important not just within the game but within a season to, to put yourself in the position to to be a playoff uh, team and 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 uh, a championship contender. You, you need depth. You yeah. need depth, and you need to have uh, you know, be able to rotate and, and play different ways and times with the personnel that you've got. Um, Jake. Manages to right. get a shot off, but uh, couldn't convert it, unfortunately. So, yeah, not a great set coming out of the timeout yeah. by Canberra. They, you know, they've got to start to get to to execute a little bit better. Get back in their running game. Here comes Plutter. Yeah. See Shaq Riley on the floor. Getting some minutes. Canberra. Jade takes the open three and she knocks that down. They needed that field. Yeah, lovely step back three by Melbourne. They really need to come up with a stop or at least, um, you know, make Townsville work really hard to get score on this possession. They're back within two. Turn over. Canberra will have the ball. You asked for it, Michelle, and you got it. I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that needs to happen. I'll, that'll be easy, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, interesting. Brown, you know, rolling into the in the post. He's a very good three point shooter. Yeah. Um, and I haven't seen her do that in previous games. Yeah, Mama. The great job. This was oh, We've got a big injury here oh. for Alex Koenig. That is a definitely a um, a break on the wrist. wrist there. That's uh, she came down really hard. Really hard. Really hard. That's awful to see. It's a terrible shame for Alex Alice Koenig. Um, quite a bit of pain, obviously, and it's not um, not what we want to see happen to one of the great players uh, that's been in this league no. this season. She's definitely. Uh, we've got, we're right on the line here, so we actually saw. So Munga made a great uh, hard drive to the basket and Koenig just got caught out of position and 
sell hard, and uh, that's clearly going to be a a trip to the hospital, a very, and a, an X-ray or two, and I'm yeah, predicting no, no. there may be some surgery involved yeah, with yeah, that. No, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely not good. Um, yeah. Very unfortunate, and and you never like to see those no. any, any injuries, Absolutely. let alone a, a, a fairly significant injury there. So she's definitely, uh, yeah. yeah. She's doing. She's um, trying to, yeah. I think she's close to fainting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with the pain and just and the shock too. You know what that? It's, yeah. Yeah. She hit that floor hard there. She yeah. certainly did. Yeah. So we'll have a bit of a delay, I yeah. think, in the game here while they um, uh, obviously will have to get her transported to hospital. Um, so let's go out to Alice there. She's been having a, a terrific season and. Um, Fortunately, you know, it's great to see the, the uh, um, I don't know if it's uh, St. John's ambulance, yes. St. John's yeah. ambulance, being here at the game and being actually within five metres of the Yeah, that's right. And straight out there, and I think they're now on the phone calling an ambulance yeah. to get here. And, uh, yeah, she's going to need a little bit of care. And as you said, I think uh, surgery is looking like... Uh, Quite possible. Yeah, very possible. Yeah, yeah. she yeah. came. She came down really hard. Oh, she d- she absolutely did. It's uh, what do they call it? A fush, fall outstretched hand, and uh, that's how they usually um, how they do them. She just you know just the bump from Munger at poor timing and uh, yeah, yeah. That doesn't take much. Um, well, I actually think it's more than just a scaphoid. I, I actually think it's either dislocated or she's broken the dis- the actual yeah the. Yeah. the, the, the the uh, the wrist area just looks quite deformed and yeah, yeah it's very unfortunate. Uh, yeah. There's Alice, Alice is walking down she's walking. the stadium. She's a tough nut. Let me call oh, yeah. you. Oh, yeah. You know, like she's got up and she's walked. Um, she did look at one point like she was going to faint. And I couldn't blame her if she did. <laughs> I would have been screaming the house down. I think she was. Um, yeah, I was nearly going to faint too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She'll get you some water. <laughs> Bit of ice on the back of the neck. Cold towel. Uh. <laughs> it was right in front of us, so we um, we certainly had a, a view of it. Okay, so, you know, like a um, bit of a delay in play there, but it's all tied up now, 30 points all with the caps and the fire. Um, three and a half minutes to go. I think Munger will be going to the line for the three-point play. And that, that'll be interesting. I mean, Koenig's been a really important rotation, like part of their team, obviously, but even just in terms of rotations. but Leadership leadership and defence. Uh, defence has really improved and... She's done a really good job. Uh, he's guarding, guarding um, sharp, um, and um, yeah, just yeah, unfortunate there. Back to the action. This foul shot by Mungo, but the Cats managed to regain possession, and they'll have it back. Is foul shooting a, a lost art, Phil? I have to ask. There's, you know, uh, I think this season there's quite a few players that I, I'm watching their foul shooting free throw percentages, and uh, they're a bit lower than what you would be expected to see. Uh, yeah, there has been. I think there's been some individual games where it's been atrocious. Yeah. 
and Canberra was in one of those games. Uh, I think it was the down in Chiralgan when they played the, uh, the Boomers. Boomers, yeah. There, and it probably tossed them the game. Yeah, that, you know, that was very important. Cool. Yeah, from the yeah, less than 50 percent from the foul line, and um, I think they're at you know this year they're uh, somewhere around 68, 67 percent, which is you know for professional players professional team, you, you really want to be around 75% or better uh, there, so they're below par there. And, and, and when you're chasing, which Canberra are frequently in games, free throws are land, you know, the, the clock stops, you got a chance to catch up on the scoreboard, um, it all counts, every free throw counts. Canberra haven't quite got it in. It's a violation. They'll be unhappy with that. Good defence from Townsville. Don't often see a five-second violation in this league. No, so. no. It's unusual. She said Canberra just keeps switching, which is working for them pretty effectively at the moment. Good seal by Roof in the post there. And a nice finish. Yeah, good footwork. Yeah. Canberra come back. Sharpie looks to attack it. She's going at the basket. Can't finish, but Munger on the offensive glass. Gets a hand to it and disrupts it and uh, gives us a second chance, but Potter couldn't knock down the three. Townsville are off and running through Reed in transition, and uh, Jada Clark says no. <laughs> Blocks half. <laughs> <laughs> For someone that's that's the size of Steph Reed, she actually doesn't get blocked all that often. She does a really good job of creating space. She does. She uses her body well and, and takes space away, attacks the defender's body, and she can finish either hand, or she really gets stuck. She's looking for the pass off. Yeah. So inbounding from the baseline, Whitcomb's got the ball. Back to Reed in the corner for an open three. That's money. Fire out by five again. Canberra need to come down and get a score on this possession. They really don't want you know, Townsville to get out sort of that 10-point range because it's very hard to keep coming back. Good job by Alex Stark. Nice find from Jade Melbourne. Scores another two. The good discipline by Canberra. They you know, probably had some half chances there. Um, and went the extra pass. Mm. And Jade had an opportunity. Great job, Munger. good steal by Munger. Plop. Yeah. Be a Canberra ball. Yeah, good job by Potter getting on the old glass, getting another possession out of that. And that's the little things that they have to do, and, and when they do that, they, they create so many opportunities for themselves and you know put, put the other team under that just that extra bit of pressure. You see Munger in the corner for an open three. Potter again on the offensive blush. Pulls it up and out to Fowler for an open three. It doesn't fall. Whitkin comes up with the ball and Townsville are off. From again. Taking the basket hard. Nice reverse lay, lay up, but uh, didn't finish it, but was fouled in the action. So she'll go to the foul line. 
Canberra done a good job running Whitcomb up the three-point line and mm. making her put the ball on the floor. And, of course, she's more than capable of putting it on the floor and getting to the basket, as she just demonstrated. But that's where they're going to, you know, it's sort of pick your poison a little bit. Yeah, and I think I think they're on the right track of, you know, trying to get help a little bit earlier across there and uh, you know, be able to protect the, the rim um, on those drives. And um, so, kick, you know, Canberra would be... Be reasonably with a minute thirty nine to go in the in this half, um, they'd be relatively happy defensively. Yeah, I think they'd be very happy, Phil. I mean, um, you know, if you just as an observer, if you just looked at the positions on the ladder and you came in here and you went, oh, Caps are only down by five with a minute to go and up to half time. You know, it's probably a little bit of a surprise for people. Against Townsville, who have been playing exceptionally well. Just got to do it for 40 minutes. <laughs> That's the challenge. You see Jade looking to attack and. Uh... She's been fouled, so Canberra will get possession again. Yeah. Sally B was a little slow getting up then. She was. She's holding her knee as well. Yeah. Good job sharp from the corner. The two. Better contest on the boards than from Canberra. They had two players going at it. And Whitcomb in the corner. Ooh, uh, that is certainly. How can the, uh, that... Getting a little bit interesting here. Right. Not too sure about that call by the referee when it was clearly dug out of Jade Melbourne's hand by the Townsville. Yeah. And they've reversed it. Defender. <laughs> you called it, Phil. <laughs> Just helping them out. Maybe that's what you could do in your retirement, Phil. To come around. Oh, <laughs> See you in some black and white stripes. That would be interesting, Phil. <laughs> oh, my God. So shoot me before then. I'm that desperate. <laughs> well, you can say the crowd were definitely happy with that one. They were. They were. They've been reasonably uh, happy with the refereeing so far this game. So we'll see, see how they go towards the end. <laughs> Well, we've done a great job since the last time out. Potter in particular, getting, and, and others, getting on the O-glass. Yeah. They're now competing much better in the possession game, which has really helped them stay in this game here. Um, they've come up with some second shots. Um, they've shown a little bit more discipline in the half court to get a good shot. He's got, he's had some good looks. Cam's had some good looks. He's got knocked down a couple of those open looks. Um, keep, keep the efforts going defensively. Um, yeah, I, I think they're in reasonable shape here. Yeah, they are. And they don't really have, you know, um, Fowler at the start, got those two early ones up early. But from there, you know, there's no one sort of looking like they're in any sort of foul trouble. Um, so they can keep their rotations going pretty well and, and give people rest so that they're not coming down the end of the game if it's tight, really tired. So particularly after coming off the back of Friday night's game. Yeah. Canberra inbounds, Fowler's got the ball, sets it to Melbourne, she sets the screen. Melbourne finds her on the roll, on the pop, she can't make it. But again, a good shot though yeah. by Fowler, and I hope she, you know, she 
So I think she's getting a little frustrated with herself because she hasn't made any of those shots, but they've been good looks and she's balanced. And, um, you know, I think she's got to make sure she continues to stay positive with that. Looking for the drop from Munger at Sharp there to get Zali B. We've got a sh- I think we've got a shot clock violation, yep. yep. Shot clock violation. Good defence again from Canberra. Last possession here for the half for Canberra. We'll see what they run here. They've certainly used the full 20, 22 seconds for the shot clock. Who are you going to, Phil? Well, looks like Jade's going to create it out of a ball screen here with Fowler. We'll find someone. <laughs> yeah. Or attack it herself. Make it. Oh. Hail Mary doesn't uh, pay off. Uh, it was Brown who had to take that one on the buzzer. So that's a pretty good first half. It definitely was. Uh, got a bit physical at times. But I think, you know, the way Canberra's been playing, um, given what they went through just a couple of nights ago, it's actually pretty impressive. Um Obviously, Townsville's got to make some adjustments with Koenig out for for the rest of the game after that injury. Um, It'll be interesting to see how they come out in the second half on this one. Yeah, I think the the Caps will be going into the change rooms at halftime pretty happy with with their uh, first half efforts. And, you know, there's a couple of things. I think you touched on one of them, Phil, that they probably want to be a little bit more active with and that is getting on the offensive glass um, because it just creates the opportunities obviously and uh, I think you know the other thing with Townsville is that you you can't they'll make adjustments I mean Shannon's a very smart coach and uh, you know they've got very smart players on the floor and I think they they'll probably look to get maybe you know Zatina and, and Ruth back into the game a little bit more in the paint I think definitely. I think that'll be the number one thing for fire offensively is to get their bigs more involved and um, start to attack down low, really put pressure on Canberra's defence in the low post, potentially force Canberra to have to double team, which is going to open up their perimeter game. Yep. Um, they really haven't exposed that at all. They've only really gone into the low post maybe three or four times. They went to Roof a couple of times and to Zatina Kuso a couple of times. Uh, other than that, they've been really quite perimeter-orientated towns yeah. of fire. Uh, and credit to Canberra, they've worked extremely hard defending the three-point shot, fighting hard over screens and triple handoffs. Um, containment, uh, for the most part, has been decent. Um, I, I think, you know, they've kept them below their average. I mean, fire average, you know, 81, 82 points a game. So, you know, Canberra would be relatively happy defensively. Um, if they could just find, get some more transition going, get some, get some, either get to the foul line or get some easier uh, inside baskets out of transition, um, knock down a couple of more threes. I think, you know, they, they're definitely in this game, no doubt about it. Have to say the, the accuracy of the camera has actually let them down a little bit because um, they've been taking the looks, but they've they had a big drop for them. Yeah, I think you're right, Paul. You know, they're, they're getting the right shot opportunities most time down the floor. They just don't convert it. Um, 
at, at a rate that, you know, puts that scoreboard pressure on. Um, so if they can just improve their, their shooting percentage a little bit in the second half, and, you know, they've had a couple of, um, you know, layups that they probably, you know, if you finish those and uh, open looks on the three, then that certainly, you know, will make a lot of difference. So, um, yeah, well, hopefully they can. And I think it just goes to, to reinforce what we were saying before, which is Canberra, uh, they're on the cusp. There's, there's so many games that they've played that have been winnable for, and it's been a combination of, you know, poor, uh, poor accuracy on the shooting. It's let them down. Um, and, you know, this is something five points at the end of the first half, so it could be anyone's game. Oh, it absolutely is anyone's game. You know, five points is nothing. You can turn that around in a couple of possessions. It doesn't take very long. So, um, you know, Canberra have got to stay true to what they've been doing in the first half, make sure that they, you know, just put a bit more focus on a couple of areas. But um, I think Townsville will come out, make a couple of adjustments, and it'll be a case of can Canberra counter the adjustments that they're making? That'll be the challenge in the second half. Yeah, I think so. I think Canberra did a good job in two two areas. I think they tightened up after the first quarter, yes. taking care of the basketball. Um, I think they had five or six turnovers at quarter time, and only one in that quarter. Um, I think they were better at getting the shot that they wanted in the second quarter, where they were still in that sort of rush mode at times in the first quarter. Um, and, and they're just going to stay positive with that because they're getting some good looks, might have had some good looks. Um, I think they're, they're, you know, they're 3 or 14 from the three-point. But you'd say the majority of those 14 shots were, were good looks. Yes. Feet set, open look. Not, you know, not wide open look, but a decent look. But they should um, take it, right? Yeah, you make a couple of those and you're in the lead uh, there. So um, it, it'll be interesting what adjustments... Because the rebounds are, you know, Townsville are plus five in rebounds. But, uh, Canberra have got two more offensive rebounds than they do. Um, so Townsville are shooting a little bit better uh, than Canberra. So it's very evenly balanced. It is. I think we need them to recruit this girl. She hasn't missed a shot yet. Yeah. So the halftime entertainment's a shooting comp. And uh, the young girl who's been out there has had about eight, nine shots. She hasn't missed one. So and she dropped, she's, she's, also, she's also dropped a, dropped a couple with the blindfold on. Yeah, that's right. They had the blindfold on her and she was making those as well. So, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, she's going back to the blindfold. They're putting her back in the blindfold. They want to... <laughs> So. <laughs> Look, the one thing I'll say about that, that's impressed me a lot about Canberra is, despite the fact that there's missed shots, they're not scared to take the shot. No, that's right. Yeah, some teams might 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 adjust and go, okay, we these these aren't dropping. Let's try and take safer options. Canberra's not doing that. They're just still out there every every opportunity they're taking the shot. Yeah, and I think, Paul, that's credit somewhat to the coaching staff because you can find when um, uh, it, it's a real trust thing, you know, and, and so if players start missing shots, they do start to tighten, they start to, you know, overthink, should I be taking that shot or not? So the reinforcement and, and the messaging that must be coming through the coaching staff to say, no, this is the way we're going to play. I don't care if you're missing the shot. It's the right shot to take. is really important and that could be a real challenge and I'm sure Phil's experienced that as 
as well at times where a player goes into a game and, you know, they're not knocking down the shots, but it's the right shot to take. It's a shot you could take. It's a shot you could make. And and when you, particularly when you're losing games, you know, 0-7, um, it can really start to play players' minds. So I think, you know, the work that the coaches are doing with some of that is, must be pretty good, to be honest, Paul. Yeah, and I think, what, what complements that is having an attitude to find, in particular, two ways to to keep attacking the basket. You've got to keep the scoreboard ticking over. So transitions one, so getting defensive yeah. stops and getting your running game going and see if you get some, some early looks in that first eight seconds of the shot clock, um, ideally layups uh, yeah. there, or put pressure on the defence in their tr- defensive transition where you can get them in foul trouble. Um, where later in the quarter and you're in the bonus and you can, each subsequent foul, you can get to the foul line and get some free throws um, there. And and the, and the second area is offensive rebounding, which uh, I thought Potter led the way there in that last five or six minutes of the second quarter. She, she was a demon. Uh, and Munger's usually pretty good too. Like And Jade Melbourne gets on the O-glass. Uh, Jada Clark can get on the O-glass. So I think, you know... Um, yeah, you just got to find other ways. You know, um, when when your perimeter shot's not going down, you got, it doesn't mean you close up shop. You know, take what's what's there, but at the same token, you got to still find other avenues if you can. Phil, do you think the game like? You've been around the league for a very long time, and I've noticed um, Adelaide in particular, Canberra, um, and. And some of the other teams at Perth, you know, are playing a much more what I call um, not up tempo, up tempo, but you know, quick hit type game. You know, like there's a bit more of a license. I mean, in the days when I coached, it was you know, you come down the floor, you get yourself set, you get the ball through his hands, and you know all the rest of it. But I think the athleticism and the and the skill level of players has changed, and and there's been other influences. It's it's changed the, the game a little bit in the. In, yeah, I, I think there's a few different influences. One is the athleticism of the players is greater. The conditioning of players is greater. I think the impact of the you know the WNBA style of play, yeah, which is very athletic and very up and down. Um, and I think the other part to it as well is that the defense has got so much better. Yeah, is that when you're caught in half court a lot, it's hard to continually come down and be in half court set after half court set trying to find avenues to get shots. So if you can get, you know, say 15-plus points out of your transition, you, you, that's going to go a long way to helping you uh, put a winning score on the board. Um, and we know the, the teams that that run get more foul shots. You know, they get more inside shots, layups, um, potentially more offensive rebounds. So there's a lot of good things happen with the up-tempo style of game. I mean, I think Perth are the great proponents of it. Oh, yeah. In the last two, three years. And um, uh, and, and there's so much... When, when they're running and making shots and hitting threes, they are so much fun to watch. Yeah. But conversely, in the last two games, <laughs> when they're not making shots, it's like, oh, my... You know, they're yeah. in trouble. They're really in trouble because they... You've got to have something else to go to, yeah. don't you? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the challenge, particularly for Perth, more than Adelaide. Adelaide have got to uh, 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 run some really good stuff offensively yeah. in the half court. They're running some Princeton stuff. They spread the floor really well. Um, you know, there where... I mean, you know, Perth are, 
are well coached too. Don't get me wrong, they're organised, but I think they they live and die by the sword more. They live and die by the running game more than you know Adelaide or Canberra and and so on. So. Yeah. And I think that's what keeps the crowds coming back because it is a fun game to watch yeah. when it's at pace. So, you know, even though Canberra, as we said, haven't won a game this season, hopefully they'll get over the line on this one. You know, the crowds are still turning up because it's enjoyable to watch as well. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I also got to say, it's, I mean, let's face it, it's, it's a Sunday afternoon and you've got a really good crowd that come out and support the team. Um, two weeks before Christmas, too. And it's two weeks before Christmas. Yeah. And I was surprised Friday night. We had probably a slightly better crowd on Friday night. But, um, you know, I was surprised, you know, Friday night, two weeks before Christmas. And the place was full, pretty much full. It was uh, excellent crowds. Canberra community really do support the Caps. And the, and the Caps do a good job of getting out and engaging in the community. You know, they're, they're out in schools, they spend time on the court after the game, they did a meet and greet at the, at a, the Dixon Tradies the other week, you know. They came back from a road trip and went from the airport to the Tradies to a meet and greet, you know. So they they work it hard to, to keep the community supporting them. We're about to get back underway here in the second half. The Caps have possession. Jade Mill with the ball in her hands, hands it off to Munger, comes across the top, swings the ball over the sharp, she looks to attack Woods, does a good job of it, uses the body well and finishes, nice start. Def Reed bringing the ball back up for Townsville. As we see Ruth picking the ball reversed across to Whitcomb who looks to attack but can't find the space. Back with Wickham at the top of the key. She looks to go at lovely passing to Akuzo, who tries to throw it back out. But bit of a hand on it there from Munger. Good defence and uh, shot clock expires. So. Great start for Canberra. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure it was an executed offensive set, but it doesn't matter. That's right. Sharp made a great uh, great basket. We've saw the contact and a great D-stop down this end here. Yeah. Exactly what the Cats would want to start. Munger again. Just to Fowler. Hoyer. Steph Reed gets her hands and dislodges it out of court. She said, it wasn't off of me, ref. It's not their ball. But the referee referee said, I disagree. It's Canberra ball. Eight on the shot clock. Canberra are going to have to find something. It's in Melbourne's hands. She takes the long two, doesn't make it, but Fowler's on the offensive glass. That, that hit the ring. Uh, yeah, that's it should have been a shot clock reset yeah. for 14 because that skimmed the ring and the uh, bet score bench, because it only just skimmed the ring, so I don't think the score bench saw that. So they thought it was a shot clock violation, but it's not. It'll be a reset, 14 seconds, Canberra ball from the side. It gives Canberra an opportunity to get organised. So they've given them 11 on the shot clock. Not quite sure why they didn't reset to 14, but anyway, Sharpie's uh, looking to attack again. She finds her way to the basket, goes hard, but can convert it. And 
Chance will come away for Steph Reed, who looks to attack and find space in the paint. She's uh, Fowler did a good job in blocking the shot for Reed. She's had two blocks. As in Reed's been blocked twice, which is unusual. As we see Sharpie in the corner for three. Doesn't go to Fowler on the glass, but I think it's come off a Kuzo. Is that what they've called? Yeah. So it'll be Canberra ball again from the baseline. Sharp in the corner to Fowler. Mr. Akoya. Melbourne, seven on the clock. Finds Fowler on the three. She's open. Doesn't go down. Ruth comes up with the rebound. She's pushing it. Baton transition finds a Kuzo. It's back in Reed's hand. She's going to set him up in the half court. Get him organised. Kuzo sets a screen. Reed takes the long one. Doesn't knock it, but she gets the second effort. And Possession is hers. You see. So Wood attacked the basket hard against a coin and got her in the air. She was fouled, so she'll go to the line. I think the points will count. It'll be one to come. She knocks that one down, so... Looks is up to, I think, eight or nine points now. She's certainly contributing. Oh. Mm. Just not the turnover we needed. Just through the hands of Akoya there. Real danger period for Canberra here. They just, the momentum swung. They just need to settle down, get some stops, get back into there. Yeah. into the flow that they had with you the half-time. Yeah. Townsville are just controlling the tempo a bit more, aren't they, Phil? Yeah, They've yeah. really just... See Akusa making a strong move. Great move. Great move by Akusa. Can't stop got, that. <laughs> uh, that's uh, got cut off, sp spun back onto a right hand, high off the glass. Great effort. Okay, so... Canberra unable to get a shot off again with that position. I think that's a good start getting Potter back into the floor. She gives that effort. And maybe some scoring because yeah. we've got to keep keep pressure on the scoreboard here and she's a oh, that's really tough, strong drive and Hard to stop. Very hard yeah. to stop. But, you know, once she's got that momentum going, Phil, because it's very hard to stop. So they're out by 10 now. As we see another turnover from Canberra. It's just picking it out of Melbourne's hands. And Sharp's been called for a foul. And we'll send Woods to the line for two. We'll see a timeout by Canberra here. They've got to stem the flow. It, it, this is what I was referring to at the start of the game, in the pre-game, talking about the ability to execute. You know, you've gone from five down, now you're ten down. This is, and they've had some opportunities that have resulted in turnovers, mm. um, and then you know a th potential, you know, giving up foul shots, three-point plays. This is where you've got to be able to stem the flow, get some stops, execute at the offensive end, and. 
gets back, trying to get the momentum back in your favour so you can just continue to build uh, and not make sure it doesn't go the other way. You know, this gets out to 13 or 14 points. It's going to be really tough, tough to come back from that. Yeah, and I think the other thing is that um, Canberra, I think we've got three team fouls to zero now as well. So, you know, that that potentially makes it even harder if they continue, if Townsville continue to, to execute well and fight people inside and, and get themselves to the lines. Um, you know, it's very hard to... Well, you can see with Townsville's plan coming out of the locker room at half time is put head on the rim. Yeah. And they've done that. Akuso, one-on-one from the high post area. Uh, there, Woods putting it on the floor. Uh, Whitcoon putting it on the floor. They're just putting putting pressure on the on the UC Caps defence yeah. uh, here. Woods makes the first of a set of foul shots and the second. She's such an underrated player, Woods. Yeah. You know, I've watched her play for a number of years now and she's she's a great NBL1 North player, but she's also a great six-man, the WNBL. She's been terrific asset to the fire. As Sharp goes to work in the post and draws the foul right. out of Woods. Not, that's not a bad way to get your score ticking over, is it, Phil? You know, kick it down to she has a little bit of side. It's not much on Woods, but she had good seal and, you know, get yourself to the foul line, make them the easy way, hopefully. She does. Knocks the first one down. And the second. So it keeps it at 10 points. And we really need to come up with a couple of stops. Who's starting to put herself into the game? There's another two. Doesn't make it. But great job by Sharpie on the glass there. To Canberra. Attack Melbourne. Find Sharp. Who's blocked by... Was Roof. Roof. Roof, yeah. That's Miss Reed out on the to attack face. Finds the corner. Akuzo open. She doesn't make it. Melbourne's come up with the rebound. Pushing the ball down the floor. Looks like it'll be a not quite sure turnover. No, yes. So we see Steph Reed coming down in transition. She's fouled by Melbourne. She just freezed uh, Jade Melbourne there, didn't she? And yeah, got her, got her off balance and attacked, drew the foul well there. That's experience for you. Yeah, from the look of some of the Townsville players, I was surprised that they managed to get that one back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a sloppy pass down the other end of the floor that created the uh, turnover. See Whitcomb open for his reach, doesn't knock it, but sharp with another board. Oh, sits the screen. It's a 
back out to Melbourne. Looks to attack. It's Munger. Munger gets it off over the top of Bruce, but she can't knock it down. She's usually pretty good on that little short pull-up, Jay. Steph Reed is just starting to carve them up. Yeah, Townsville have tightened up defensively. They're really creating some havoc down the defensive end and then offensively, as we just saw, just, they're just spreading the UC caps out. They're just attacking off the dribble, um, drawing another foul. Another, you know, they're, they're getting to the line frequently this quarter. Just seen Zowie B come back out onto the floor and uh, Brown is back on the floor. And Sammy Whitcomb's sitting down. No, she's not. She's out there. She was hiding. Kayla Ruth went to the bench. So Jada Clark's back on the floor for Canberra. She was a bit of a spark early in the first half, so hopefully she can produce something. As Jen Potter's out there as well. She finds sharp and cut action. She can't finish it, but she gets her own rebound. Got a good shot off over the over of the Zowie B. She makes it that helps. Puts us back to within nine. So Reeve is fouled and finished. She, she does that really well, you know. She just makes that change in direction and, and looks to score on the other side of the basket and it's makes contact and... Yeah. It's really tough to stop. Too. Yeah, she's so quick. Yeah, extremely quick and very smart with it. I feel like Cameron need to help earlier on that. Mm. She seems to get two or three dribbles before the help comes. Yeah. And now she's just flying. I feel like they could, they could take space away and slow her just down. Nice and, early or something. Yeah, yeah, early help, early help, try and show a crowd to her. Because at the moment, she's just going one-on-one. Oh. Another turnover for Canberra. Yep. It's starting to see Woods again finishing in transition. Starting to get out. It's 14 points now. Yeah, it's getting away, getting away yep. from Turner now. Another turnover. Yep. We can't stay in this game if we keep turning the ball over, Phil. Another transition basket for Townsville. So Sharp looks to attack and she turns it over again, trying to find the ball. Cross-field's going to need to use a timeout here. Yeah. So we can misses the three, but Zowie B picks it up. And Townsville will use what they've got left on the shot clock. Zoe B just got a good seal there in the paint and Townsville was smart and pummeled it into her and she'll go the foul line now. Coach Will's not missing that happy at the moment. Well, 
the turnovers have been through the roof this quarter. Mm. That's really hurt them. Um, just been a bit unforced. loose. Unforced. Been loose with yeah. the ball. I think they've dribbled off their foot a couple of times or off their leg mm. and just straight to the opposition. A couple of wayward passes. That's all it takes against good any, any team. team at this level. Yeah. Um, to get a run on. Steph Reed just picks up her third foul. Straight Melbourne. Do you think, Phil, some of that is, you know, surely by now a bit of that fatigue factor is starting to come in? I you know, so. it's not – it's the backup from Friday night. And yeah. Just the physical and the mental fatigue. Um, you know, it's no excuse because, you know, all teams have to play on the road and, you know, back up in a couple of days. As we see Jada Clark take a little jumper, but she doesn't make it. Zowie B rebounds and uh, – Townsend are out in transition again. Oh, just got to see the ball there. Fortunately, Brown wasn't able to convert that, but uh, I had no idea where the ball was. Jade goes past coast to coast and doesn't finish it, so you see Steph again. Steph Reed just looking to organise and set something up when Brown travel. Manga got a good, got a hand on that, so. Forced the travel. Yeah, I think it's it's, it's definitely fatigue showing. You can see, you know, we're close to the court, so you can see they're starting to get fatigued. And I think it's the scoreboard pressure mm. of saying, well, we've got to find ways to score here, and they start yeah. to force the issue. A little bit and uh, trying to make things happen, which is understandable. Um, but unfortunately, they just haven't executed well this quarter. No. They've missed uh, two or three layups. They've had a hot, there's probably six, seven turnovers. There's like another that one. one. Yep. Uh, and it's transition. Converted into layups. <laughs> yep, this is really starting to get away from Canberra. They don't look uh, locked in, do they, Phil, at the moment? They're. No, they'd be dis- Canberra would be disappointed on another turnover. Mm. They're starting, you know, struggle to get back. Another transition basket. Oh, she's had to force to use the time out, but yeah, I, that's what I sort of felt a couple of minutes ago. A couple of minutes ago, because <laughs> yeah. I think the signs were there, both the fatigue and just the way that they were going about it. Like you, that's when you need to. I, I know she's already used one. She's only got two more. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, you've got another quarter to go, but I think you've got to use them when you need to use it. Um, and that was like another eight points they put on the board That's in that right. last two minutes. Yeah. And and now it's, you know, it's basically game's gone. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'd love to think Canberra can come back. I can't see it happening, yeah. you know, from, this, from being down 21 points. Well, 21 points psychologically is so much more than if, you know, you're within that 10-point range or that 12-point range. When you get out to that 21, you know, psychologically that really starts to... And, and that's why I think you've got to use the timeouts when you need to use them. Yeah. You know, I think you've got to keep it around that 13, 14 and obviously try and keep it back and get it below, ideally below 10 yeah. uh, at three-quarter time. So the window's still open. You're still yeah. in the game, but... Now it becomes like, well, it's a minute 31 to three quarter time, and we're down 21. Now, <laughs> you yep. know, it's, it's. If you're back in 17, there's still 17 down at yeah. three quarter time. Yeah. yeah. 
I think Shannon would be really happy with the way Townsville came out in that third oh, quarter, though. Yeah. They were, yeah. uh, you know, as you said, they were really focused in on what they needed to do. They played smart basketball, lifted themselves defensively and uh, created a bit of havoc. I think what we really want to see, you know, like there's still a quarter and a bit to go in this game, is you want you want to see Canberra um, play it out to the end and and make some adjustments and and just chip away at it, oh, right? You know, and, and I think there's no doubt you'll see them play hard to the end. Yeah. You know, there's Melbourne taking on, uh, that, and they've demonstrated that in the seven previous games. They've never quit. You know, they've they've fought it to the very very end, and I think that reflects the caliber of you know the, the talent. Uh, and the, Personnel, yeah, very much so, and that they're together and they're going to fight it out. And but I think they'd be disappointed, particularly in this quarter, mm. um, how, how it's unfolded. And but I think, yeah, the adjustments this is where they're going to work on making adjustments, mm. you know, there and and taking care of the ball and just executing in the half court. Yeah. So Melbourne knocked both those down, so it's 19 points of difference now, 60 to 41. Fire in the front, you see Cats with a minute 15 to go. We see uh, Woods looking to attack the basket again, which she successfully did, and she'll go to the line. They've got to the line a lot this quarter, Townsville. It's been a lot of reaching by Canberra again, whether that's a reflection of the fatigue factor. We're starting to reach um, and not use our feet because containment's been a bit of an issue this quarter. Um, but as you said, credit to the Townsville Fire. They've done a terrific job of of getting defensive stops, getting their running game going. And then when they've been in the half court, they've exposed, you know, they've attacked the one-on-one situations, particularly Reed. Reed, yeah. They do so early in the quarter, but Reed's... Oh, lovely job Reed. by Melbourne, but couldn't finish it. Players down all over the floor. Woods is down as well, but she's up now. Good. It's come off of Fowler's foot, I think, so it'll be a Townsville ball in the sidelines. Wickham with the ball. Mr. Woods. Again, she's looking to attack it, which she does. Can't finish it. Like you said, they're keeping her off the three-point line, though, Phil. Make her put on the ball on the floor and yeah. see what you can get. This is Melbourne. Back to Potter for a three. Doesn't go, but uh, good job by Sharpie again on the glass. Finds Phil and manages to pick it up and get another two for the Caps. 20 seconds to go. Your last possession here for pretty much last possession here with Townsville. It's a Defensive intensity is picked up by Canberra, but they're going to be turnover, which is good. And then the foul called on Brown. Canberra have got six seconds to get a last shot off. It's a long three from... Melbourne, but uh, doesn't go. You're going to get your first touch for the game. <laughs> Ball coming Phil Brown's way. I was open. Yes, you were open. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Oh, okay. So, yeah, a little bit um, such a good first half from Canberra and then that, that quarter really just undone a lot of the good work that they've done in that first half, Phil. Yeah, it was a disappointing quarter for Canberra. Um, really felt they needed to make some adjustments early when it was sort of fairly blatantly obvious Townsville were just going to put it on the floor mm-hmm. a lot more um, and attack out of one-on-one situations and Akuso got it going and then uh, Reeve started to get, you know, downhill and, and and then we were a step slow, reaching, fouling, you know, we just really needed to maybe open the gap a little bit, get earlier help defensively there and start to play more about uh, showing a crowd to the opponents in terms of the girl with the play with the basketball and just just compress the defence a little bit, you know, there. Just plug it up a little bit more and we were just spread out, just spread out and they were just carving us up off the dribble. Um, and then it was really compounded because of our turnovers. And as you said, unfortunately, the majority of them had forced turnovers, and that really hurt because they just got their running game going, got layups. Yeah. So, Phil, what, what do you think really saying to them now? What do the Caps need to do to come out in this last quarter and just, you know? Well, as I said, I think the efforts will be there. I don't really think you need to talk about that because I think just the character of that personnel, the efforts will be really good. I think it's going to be about how we can improve both ends. You know, okay, let's make some adjustments defensively. Let's find ways, avenues to score. This is how we're going to go about it. This is what we're going to run to be able to get the shots that we want to get there. Um, and, and that requires an element of discipline. You know, it's a young team. We know the UC Caps are young in comparison to Townsville. Um, and so they need to be able to, to show that, that discipline for longer periods of time. So this is a great you know, opportunity to do that. Look, in Townsville have got first possession and uh, Brown knocks down a short jumper. And Caps push the ball down the floor. It's in Jada Clark's hands. It's not the start we wanted. Another turnover. Looking to attack, but um, get another turnover. Steph Reed. Brown sets the screen, gets it across to... Reed to Akuzo kicks it out to the corner. He can't make it. The Caps are off and running. Sharpie's got the ball. Oh, good hands from Sammy Whitcomb. She just picks her pocket and packs in transition again. Again finds the open three. And Brown knocks it down. Look out to 21. Fowler hands it off to Clark. Doubled in the, in the sideline there. Kicks it through to Munger in the corner. She's looking to feed it into Sharp, who had the smaller Reed and Whitcomb, but she couldn't make it. But Jade Melbourne comes up with the rebound, finds Clark in the corner for three. She knocks it down off the glass, kisses him off the glass. It's a tough shot from the corner when you can bank that. <laughs> needed that. It's back to 21 again. 
see Reed in the corner. Gives it through to Whitcomb across the top of the key. Fuse steps up to sit this hard screen, which does a good job and feeds it out again. Brown again from the corner. She's made quite a few from that spot today. Yeah, they've got to run her off the three-point line. A feet is set. She's a great shooter, Brown. She's demonstrated that she's, um, through the whole season so far. So they really need to be running, make it, put it on the floor. Yeah. And, uh, just shot from Gamber and Steph Reed comes away with the ball again. She's getting them organised. Hands it off to Whitcomb. So Cusa going to set a screen for Whitcomb. She penetrates hard. And she's drawn the foul again. She'll go to the line. You see Zowie B coming back in for Kuzo. I think that, you know, that pick up for um, Townsville is a good one because it gives them the opportunity to give Kuzo some more rest in games. Feel she has been playing a lot more minutes than she has previously. She's also, you know, doubled her output in terms of scoring this season compared to last season. So she's doing well, but um, just gives them an opportunity to give her some rest throughout games, particularly when she's got tough defensive matchups as well. So you see Munger looking to attack the basket, kicks it to the corner to Shaq Riley. She doesn't make it. Akoya comes up Almost comes up with the rebound. It was contested on the sideline and it's a jump ball's been called and it's a Canberra arrow. So Canberra will get the ball back. 14 seconds on the shot clock. Clark finds Munger in the corners, only six on the clock, kicks it across to Riley on the finish. She penetrates hard, steps through, but uh, it's called for the travel. Yeah, good good idea, though, like good drive, trying to get the step through <laughs> to just drag that pivot foot. Yeah, good to see Riley attacking the paint. Again, it's in Whitcomb's hands. She finds... Zowie B on a nice roll there. Yeah, I, think finished. I agree. I think she's going to be really good for Townsville. They can stay big or big-ish. Yep. Um, that's going to help them against teams like Southside Flyers that rotate and always play with at least one big, sometimes two bigs. Yep. I'm not sure whether this uh, Townsville will get to the, to the point where they can play both the bigs together. I'm not sure that's their style. Mm. Um, and, and Ruth is pretty mobile and, and physical defender. Yep. But it gives them insurance and it gives them depth in that in that big player's role. Absolutely. Camera have got possession at 73-46 with 6.18 to go in this final quarter. Caps really haven't been able to make any sort of indent in the first four minutes of this um, quarter, Phil. As we see Munger take a long three. She can't knock it down, but Akoya... Tried to keep it in bounds, but uh, she was out of bounds, so it'll be a Townsville ball again. Well, some of the Canberra players are looking fatigued. Munger, uh, yep. there, Potter, uh, played significant minutes there. Uh, even young Clark, mm. you know, the physicality of the WNBL that's going to wear, wear down on the young bodies as well. 
Oh, she's trying to chase around Reed as well. Oh, there yep. she's again in the corner. She didn't make that one, but Zowie B comes up with the rebound. Jada Clark's out and running in transition. She finds Riley in the right-hand corner. Nice cut from uh, Munger, but wasn't able to finish the reverse, but Potter comes up with it. Yeah. So they've got position again. They need to make those ones, don't they? Keep they the do. Red pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Munger just hasn't made enough to unfortunately. <laughs> made that mid-range jumper, which yeah. is a nice shot, but she just hasn't made enough shots. Oh, that's right. Um, she, she's had some good looks through the game. Nice find from Whitcomb, just yeah. smart. Zowie B just slipped that screen and... Yeah, good hands, hasn't she? She has, yeah. Have, have you seen her play before, Michelle? No, I haven't. No. I've seen her play a bit in the WNBA, okay. but not a lot. So, um, yeah. but, you know, she's certainly... She's played in Europe, she's played in Turkey. I think she's been somewhere else internationally as well, but mm -hmm. she's she's quality. She's um, You've been around in the WNBA for five or six years yeah. Maybe eight, eight, I think, actually. So, yeah, yeah she's she's going to be very helpful for Townsville. We could have signed her. She'd be nice big yeah. body for us. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's actually very similar to Akuso. Yes. You know, there, like she's not a necessarily a complimentary piece. She's actually someone similar that allows them to have a big body, mm. but she's got good hands. She mm. finishes well around the basket. Obviously a veteran, so yes. that's going to be good for Akusa to learn from. Yep. Um, and, oh, camera have come yeah. up with the balls. We see um, Jade Kurosami come on for her first minutes in the game. Yeah. But is attacking the basket. Can't convert it, but uh, often the Townsville off again. Got the rebound. Nice. Nice cut action there from Woods. She just slash cut and hit Munger to the spot and finished. Hit the last time out for Coach Veal. Yeah. So. Four and a half minutes to go, you know, 77-48. Um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty hard position for Canberra to be in here to, to stay at it, Phil. You know, you've still got four and a half minutes to play. Um, you know, it's very unlikely that you're going to... I think it's impossible, but it's fair to say that you're going to get back and win this one. But you certainly want to, you know, four and a half minutes of getting back to playing the basketball that you want to play, you know. There's still games oh, yeah. coming up, so... Oh, yeah, and, and it's a tough one because, you're, you know, you're, you're down a lot and you think, OK, bring some of the young players in who have been practising hard and, and give them some experience and gives them some minutes. But on the other hand, you don't want to get absolute... Well, they're blown out now, but you don't want to actually make it even worse on the scoreboard. But um, it is good to see young Abby Solways just hit the floor. Kirsten, uh, yet, uh, former uh, from Queensland and back from college in America. Uh, you got Shaq O'Reilly... Seeing minutes, so it's great to see the young players getting an opportunity here. Jacob yeah. Clark out there, and um, along with uh, Akuria. Yeah, it's not a lineup we'd see very often for the Caps. I think. It, no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's true. You give some of those. Oh, Akuria. Mm. Fumbled a couple this game, sort of just through her hands. Quick sub there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bring Alex Fowler out. 
So just looking at the spread of scorers, you know, the only player who hasn't scored in this game for Townsville so far has been Alice Koenig, and she, she won't. She's now out there. But every other player for uh, uh, Townsville has hit the score sheet. So they're just, you know, doing their stuff as you see B going to work again in the paint. Just gets great seals, doesn't she feel? She's well, she's a big body. She is a big body. Yeah, being so Good close to the baseline and uh, her Enakuso are strong, mm. you know. And, and, of course, you know, we're under size with Alex. You know, this is the type of game where Alex Bunton could really, could really impact, you know, yeah. particularly defensively. Um, and so we're under size. We're, we've got six-footers guarding – Six four, five, yeah. six five, you know, and they're not you know, string beans. They're strong, right. physical, you know, women. So, see Solway getting her opportunity, and Jada Clark back to Solway. Shaq Riley looking to attack, put the ball on the floor, and getting the paint. Did a nice job. Just wasn't able to finish again. A shooting percentage would be. Pretty poor, I'd imagine. It's down at 29%. 29% for the game. Mm. Got to keep the scoreboard ticking over. But you see Saffron Shields, young player, her first season in the competition. Yeah, graduate, uh, I think a Central Coast girl or a Newcastle girl. Yeah, Newcastle. Yeah, yeah Newcastle and just a recent graduate of the Centre of Excellence in Canberra and um, it's good to see her getting some minutes as well. Nice job. Alex Fowler just attacked hard and went up against a big body of Zowie B and she's uh, going to go to the line, which is – she knocks these down. It'll be the first time we've scored in quite a while. That third quarter has really, uh, really hurt us, didn't it? You know, we went into half time at five down. I think we were, maybe we were 10 down, 21 down at three quarter time. And we're down, you know, 30 points now, but, um, it just sort of broke the game open and, and yeah, you know. Yeah. We, we, we had momentum going into half time and yeah. unfortunately we never really got it back the That's second half. And credit to Townsville. You know, they've done a great job. Both ends, yeah. defensively and offensively. Yep. As McDowell White just knocked down a short jumper and Canberra for going again. Clark blocked by Zowie B. Six foot five, not six foot Jada. <laughs> Realise that. Dow <laughs> White, we can get inside. Well, it's just, uh, again, strong cut action and getting feet in the paint and finding them. Chris, I'm bringing the ball up. Looking to attack, finds Jada Clark out on the perimeter. Back to Chris, Again, looking to go at it. Kicks it out to Shaq Riley, who might have just been in bounds, but sure. <laughs> didn't make that three. It's close, like almost like she had her feet out of bounds there, but but I mean just in time. Yeah. 
Ivan from Riley, just dislodged it from Tazawi B. Abby Solway in the corner. Back to Jada Clark at the point, that's kicking the ball around. It's going to get tied up. It's blocked. Townsville are off and running again. Saffron Shearers is not fouled. It's a bit of contact there with Fowler, but no foul call. I think the referees sort of want the, the game to finish <laughs> too. <laughs> you know, I think it feels, you know, it's 49.82 with a minute and a half to go. I think Towns will average about 85 points a game. So I think if there's one thing... Canberra can take out of this is, you know, well, we kept them to about their game average. Admittedly, they had a few. They're probably not playing um, uh, the groups that they would play in other games, so you're not getting the scoring. But, you know, you've got you to take the positives out oh, of it as sure, well. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I think, I think Canberra's uh, probably inability just to adjust after that half-time period when Townsville makes some yeah. adjustments is, is a learning bit for Canberra moving forward and but look as we said pre-game I think they're under undermanned there um undersized so it's it's always going to be very tough over yeah. a 40 minute game yeah to stay with some of these teams that got better balanced groups and and Townsville are going to be a finals oh you yeah. know there's no doubt about it they've got the, the the horses to get there they've got the coaching staff they've got their systems um It'll be interesting to see what happens with Alice now. I don't think she'll be back this season. She'll certainly, you know... Um, well, it didn't was, look good, did it? was a significant injury, so unfortunately for Alice. So I think it'll be um, how, how Townsville adjusts to that. I mean, they've got Woods who stepped, you know, she potentially step in as we see Abby Sawyer knocked down a three. It's good to see her get on the scoreboard. Uh, great to see uh, young Abby Solway uh, come through the local high performance programs, ACT junior representative player, and uh, she put a lot of work in, a lot of work in. Yeah, she does. So uh, it's great to see her get some minutes and make it three. Probably her first points in the WNBL. And maybe another one. Yeah. coaching the Bunsbyson team high performance programs still. And great to see the the UC Caps bench with all the starters and yep. up on their feet and excited about that. That's just terrific to see. Yeah. And I think that reflects the culture of the group. You know, they care for each other and and uh, yeah. That's important. Yeah. So we see uh, clock will wind out and that'll be the end of the ball game and it's Townsville fire convincing winners. You know, eighty four to fifty five over the UC Caps. Um, Probably would have hoped for a, a tighter scoreline than that, and we certainly looked like there was going to be going into that uh, halftime break, but that third quarter by Townsville just blew the game apart, and uh, Caps were never really able to recover from that. No, credit to Townsville. They played very well. Um, and, you know, arguably they're the benchmark. I know yeah. Melbourne Boomers are on top. Um, but they've been quite up and down at, within games, Melbourne Boomers, but they've found a way to win some games where I think Townsville right now, in my mind, are the benchmark. 
Uh, they're the defending champions. Um, they've got a big target on their back. I think the other, all the other WNBL teams and I think Manchester Sills firstly against Townsville, uh, and, and that's not to, to you know, denigrate Southside Flyers or Boomers or any other team in the league. Uh, there's some, yeah, there's some yep. good teams in the league, no doubt, but I think, you know, right now, if I had to say, well, who do you, you know, who, who's, uh, the, you know, uh, one of the contenders, I, I think Townsville uh, are definitely contenders for the championship. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I think you see Caps want shooting at 28%, there was just no chance for them, unfortunately. Yeah, and, and you're right, you know, 28% for the game and um, you just can't maintain, they couldn't maintain scoreboard pressure when it came down to it, you know, they had good looks, weren't able to convert it and then they were compounding it with the turnovers. Yeah, 21 turnovers. 21, so, yeah, 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 so... Um, but as, as we said before, you know, the effort's there. You can see the signs of, of the quality of, of the talent. Um, it's just trying to get it to, I guess, to gel and come together and, and get that win. One thing you can say is that the, the team is, is always keeping their head up. And as you said, Phil, even the bench with the starters, you know, even right through to the end of the game, they were showing that they're, they're still 100% you know, believing that they can still get there. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the way you need to be. It's not easy for the coaching staff and, and the, the leaders in the team like Jade Melbourne to keep keep the spirits high and, and keep working hard on the practice court between games and, um, you know, and maintain the faith um, about where you're trying to go. But I think, you know, you've got to be objective as well. And you know, I know I've harped on this, but... Yeah, they're they're down on in, with injuries. Yeah. You know their personnel, and and I think you know they they're doing them the best they can with the roster they've currently they've got. got. Yeah. Okay, guys, thanks so much for joining us on this call. Uh, it's been great having you here. It's been great being here in Canberra, and thanks so much for helping us put this call out to to the fans. Thanks, Paul. It's been great yeah, being thanks, here, and, and thanks to you guys. You're shooting the breeze. Do a fantastic job of promoting basketball, women's basketball, and not just at the WNBL level, but I know you talk to people all over the place involved in the sport. So kudos to you guys. Do a great job. Thanks, Michelle. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you get our latest pod, and we really appreciate if we could get a like and a review so we can extend the reach to more listeners. And don't forget, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn.